You're listening to the Home Staging Show podcast. I'm your host, Nilin. This is a show where we talk about all things real estate, home staging, and how to create a vibrant and thriving home staging business. Welcome back to the show. This is episode 168. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Home Staging Show. First of all, Happy New Year. We are technically still on hiatus, but I want to record an episode just to talk about what is coming up at Stage for More and all the exciting things that we're working on on the back end. We celebrated some major milestones that we had achieved through the podcast last year. It's really crazy because I really cannot believe I've been podcasting for so long. Especially podcasting is such a solitary activity where you're in the room by yourself recording or recording with another person online on Zoom, which is what we used. It doesn't really feel like anyone is listening. So I'm always shocked when people come up to me and say, I listen to your podcast or I read reviews uh, and things like that. So thank you so much for supporting the show. No matter when you start listening, I really appreciate you, especially those of you who have sent in reviews and also ratings. I don't check those a lot, but I do read them from time to time. So thank you so much. Having those ratings and reviews mean a lot to me, not only getting your feedback, but also it helps us to find other amazing guests that we can bring on the show. So some of the major milestones we celebrated last year with the podcast, including we recorded almost a thousand new minutes of podcasts, which is astounding to me. I really don't really think about those are some of the things, you know, you just never think about when you're recording that, wow, we're actually creating so much content throughout the entire year. Our podcast on Spotify was heard in 26 countries, and it was also the top 20% most shared globally on Spotify. It was also in the top 15% follow podcast, and overall on iTunes, we still remain top 1.5% globally. So thank you so much for listening and for supporting the show throughout the time. So some of the things we're working on this upcoming year, obviously, SagerCon is going to come back. This year, I decide to go back to the format we did in the first two years, where basically we have an hour of teaching that is on demand that you're going to watch. And then we're going to dive into live office hour, live Q&A right after the on-demand session. So this way you can really deep dive into the topics, which is what I really prefer, I think, in terms of conferences. So I've gone to so many conferences where, yeah, there's gazillion speakers and they're all amazing. But the knowledge that you learn is so superficial because of the limited time that you have. So I personally prefer the deep dive format. But if you feel otherwise, feel free to write me and DM me on Instagram or email me to let me know that you prefer X, Y, and Z. So SagerCon 2023 is going to be back in the summer on July 14th, 2023. So if you notice... In the past three years, we've always done it on July 14th, the Bastille Day. And that's how I remember the dates every single year. I'm a little a secret Francophile, to be honest. Uh, so I set it on Bastille Day because that's the day I really will remember. The theme this year is going to be multiple streams of income for home stagers. So that could be, you know, doing Airbnbs, that could be having an interior design practice or interior decorating, or maybe you're staging yachts or you're staging very unique properties, et cetera, et cetera. I want to hear about that. And also what's different this year is we're going to actually have an open call for the speakers. 
And the application will be opening soon later this month. So if you're interested and you feel like you can contribute to the conversation about building multiple streams of income for homestagers, feel free to apply. I would love to hear from you. If we cannot fit you into the programming for the conference, I would love to interview you on the podcast as well. So don't be afraid to apply. If you're interested in speaking, definitely send in your application once we open up the open call. Same thing with the podcast. If you feel like you have something great to contribute to the conversation for other sages to learn about, feel free to pitch me. The thing is that when I'm looking at pitches, because I do get a lot of pitches from stagers, it doesn't matter if you're a total beginner, if you feel like you have something, a really interesting point of view to contribute, I would love to have you on the show. The main thing is I don't really want to get pitches where it's just like, well, I want to talk about how great staging is because we all know that as listeners, right? But what I want to know is what are some of the practical takeaway that our audience can take away from immediately? So if you're listening to the show, you know that we really focus on what we can help stagers do in terms of building their home staging business. So things need to be practical advices. If you have something, a product to sell or a course to sell, that's totally fine, but limit that to the bare minimum. Because also we have an editor, we're going to edit those out anyway, right? I don't really want to have a podcast where it sounds like a commercial for someone's product or course and things like that. The takeaway part is really important for me, the practicality of it. And that really runs through our entire school, whether it's paid courses or free content like the blog post, our Instagram account, or our newsletter, or our podcast, even though it's free content, I still want it to be very takeaway rich. So that's the thing. Our staging awards are also going to come back. Our early birth submission is going to be from April 1st through April 30th. I recommend doing submission that during the early bird period so that you can save a little bit on the submissions, especially if you're sending in multiple projects. And we have our regular submission period as well. That is the month of May. So May 1st through the 30th. And then after that, they're going to go to our jury members and the jury member is going to go through the selection as well. In the past few years, we always have a little bit extension, but that's always not guaranteed. So if you're interested in submitting, please definitely do so. And that's the other thing too. I think with competition, most people focusing on the winning part, but I think it's really more about exposure. Everything we do at Sagemore is really about helping other stagers to elevate their status in the community. And also teaching the general public the power of transformation of staging that is really important for us right so last year we're very lucky an editor from apartment therapy on the jury and subsequently a lot of not only finalists and winners as well but people who have submitted and haven't won anything their project had caught the editor's eye and they have gotten into apartment therapy because of it so don't feel like, oh my God, I submitted and I didn't win. I'm a total loser. That is not personal at all. You might be coming up against many great projects that are just a little bit further away from you. I think it's about really a learning experience in terms of, okay, now I look at the winners and finalists. I get it. I, I see why they have won the project, won the category, and I did not. So I really want it to be a learning experience for people and don't feel like, oh my God, because I submitted, but I didn't win. This totally sucks. I'll never submit again. You just never know where you get that exposure from. And I know definitely a lot of projects were basically noted by the editors who have gone through 
the categories and then wanting to feature certain projects and things like that. That's the other thing too. Every publication is looking for different things. So apartment therapy usually looking for homes that are a bit more live-in. If you look at their apartment tours or things that they publish online, they lean a certain way and a certain aesthetic as well. So you just never know who is looking at the project and how you're going to get featured. By being part of the finalists and also winner circle, it also helped to get you more recognition as well. So for example, we saw that Fixer.com published the top 30 most influential stagers in the industry, 14 of them were related to our awards. So they were either finalists or winners or they were on the jury. You just never know who is going to be Googling about home stagers and all these things help to build your credibility as a stager in your local community. Next, I think one of the best thing I did last year was our international retreat in Italy. It was such a great time. Me and Elaine co-taught the master classes. We were really able to tailor the experience based on where our participants are in their home staging business. And it's so great to be able to see them because what we do is we do a follow-up call a month after a retreat to see where they're at with their goals and things like that. One of the things I really want to do is to have more small group immersive experience this year. So this is why we're doing more light workshops. I'm teaching a light workshop next week, actually, a six-part series on marketing. It's really designed for those of you who have not yet found the consistent client base. So maybe your marketing pieces are missing. You're still having some mindset issues or doubts or a hurdle you're just not getting over. I'm here to help you to walk you through those in our six-part workshop. I want more immersive, interactive learning experience. For you guys, when it comes to taking courses and things like that, we offer quite a wide range of on-demand courses now. But I think in 2023, especially coming out of COVID, people are really looking for more interactive learning experience. And at Station More, I'm always looking for ways of updating not only the material, but also your student experience as well. That's something I'm really trying to focus on this year is to really improve your learning experience. That's something that's really important for me. So doing retreat, I think really aligns with that goal. Not only we can have very immersive learning experience, but you can also be very engaged throughout. For the retreat this year, we're going to Tuscany. I'm so, so excited about this. So on September 17th through the 23rd, we're going to be in Florence. Obviously, it's a great location, very easy to fly into. And then the following week, we're going to go to Gallo, which is close to where Leaning Tower Pizza is. If you want to take a morning run from our villa, it's about, I think, 20 minutes or so. It's not super far. So it's going to be a great time. These two retreats, the programming is the same. It's just depending if you're more a city person or more countryside person. I'm really thrilled to be able to offer retreats especially international retreats because I think it's something really different that other training providers are not doing but mostly it's really about that immersive learning experience for the stagers that are coming on the trip with us for the retreat is really for more advanced stagers who have been working for a while they already have a consistent group of clientele but the thing is they're struggling through the operation so a lot of things we've seen with our participants and potential participants is that they know they need systems or they have systems in place, but they're not running really that smoothly. So they're running into a lot of bottlenecks and challenges in terms of growing their team and also growing their revenue. And our goals, my goals and Elaine's goals are pretty aligned because we talk a lot about home staging education before we come together to teach on a retreat. 
for us, it's really about helping our sagers to build those building blocks so they can really grow and scale their home staging business. So during the retreat, the whole week long, most of the time we'll be working, unfortunately, but we're working in a great location. That's the thing. And we're going to have great food as well. I think being in Italy itself, it's just amazing experience to be able to be in a city like Florence or the countryside in Tuscany. It's just an, a really great icing on the top. So it's going to be really exciting for us to be in different locations this year. Sicily was amazing. People had a lot of fun and they took a lot of knowledge away as well. All our participants are really working hard in building their home staging business to make sure that they can scale and grow appropriately. And that's really important for us. I think for Elaine and I, when we're looking at curriculum for the retreat, it's really about building those important keystones into your system to make sure that you can run your home staging business smoothly for the following year and beyond. And that's why system building and knowing how to grow and scale your home staging business is really important. I think that's something that's not really talked about in the training schools. Uh, I think most training schools are really focusing more on the beginner content, which is great. I mean, we definitely need to bring up our new stagers. But at the same time, I feel like at least for me, for me, when I started this school, I really want to build something that was a little bit different. I wasn't really interested to be a knowledgestagehomes.com, for example, or HSR or CSP. For me, I really want to build a very diverse school in terms of curriculum offering, but also the community as well. I think there's so many different ways to run staging business at the moment. So why not explore and have those conversations, right? And it's really important to learn from each other and learn from each other's experiences. Even though Elaine and I are teachers on the trip, for example, we still learn things from the stagers that come on a retreat. So I think it's just important to open up those doors for dialogue. And that's what essentially we do at the school, whether it's through the community talk or through the podcast or through your courses, et cetera, et cetera. For me, as a school owner, it's really important to help people to find those places that they can have those conversations. And this is why we are focusing on more immersive and engaging experiences this year. And this is why we're doing retreats and also more live workshops in addition to our on-demand courses. Our goals for 2023 really is about bringing quality education for stagers as we have always tried to do. But I think this year I really want to focusing on really elevating other talented stagers through our teaching platform. So whether it's StagerCon, stagers coming to speak, or live workshops, or even teaching on a retreat as well. If you're interested in teaching, I really encourage you to get in touch with us. You can find out more about that at stagemore.com slash teaching. There are quite a few different ways you can teach at our school, whether you have an existing course that you already develop, you can come and teach that at the school live or you can sell it through our platform. We do profit sharing. So if you're coming in to teach live workshop, for example, you're compensated for your time for teaching. But if we decide to turn those live workshops into on-demand short courses, you also get a percentage of each sale. So for me, it's really about creating win-win, not only for us as a school, but also for the teachers as well. And it's really about helping other people to build passive income. So those are some of the things that we're working on at the school. So yeah, if you're interested, you got something to teach, whether it's a live workshop format or even on a retreat, feel free to get in touch with me. And so we can start building those things out and then build the curriculum around that. 
My other goal for 2023 for the school is to improve your digital learning experience. And so this includes improving accessibility and also your student experience. Accessible education is actually quite big. It's not just about putting closed captions on the video. Even though that's something we're working on right now, it's a big process to be able to caption our video content because not only we, we're leveraging AI to do the transcription, but we're also having humans going through the transcript to make sure they're accurate. For example, English is not my first language, so my pronunciation is not great on a lot of words. A lot of times when we're feeding them through the transcription software, the AI doesn't necessarily know what exactly I'm talking about. So a human needs to go through the transcripts and to edit that minute by minute. And that takes a lot of time, but it's something that we're really striving to work towards this year. I want to improve that accessibility in terms of online education. I think there's a lot of opportunities for online education to grow and to be a better experience, even comparing to in-person teaching. There's a lot of opportunities to do that. And there's a lot of things that I need to do as a school owner to make sure that we are doing those things correctly. So that's something I've been really looking into and also educating myself on in terms of how can we improve that accessibility for our international group of students. One of the things that really struck me in teaching early on, I think this was 2017 or 2018 when I started teaching online, one of the participants emailed me and asked me if I have closed caption on our live webinars. This is before COVID when Zoom started taking off and then people were really getting that awareness of the importance of having accessibility in online education that I was just like, you know, we don't really have the bandwidth to do that, unfortunately. And I asked her, can you tell me a little bit about why? And then she said, I'm actually deaf. I really enjoy learning about staging and I want to explore that as a career option. But the thing is that I can't attend any of the live courses and online courses usually don't have captions. So it becomes a barrier for me to learn. And that really stuck with me. And I think now we're finally at the place to be able to do something about that. So that means a lot to me. Just because someone is deaf, that doesn't impact their ability to be a stager. There's still a lot of things that they can contribute to their real estate community by being a stager. They can still function or they can work in the deaf community, whatever it is. I want to make sure that if someone wants to learn about staging, we can provide those tools to help them learn about staging. And this is why I feel very passionate around this. The other thing too, also because of my background. So Diversity, for example, and inclusivity recently, I think after or during COVID, people were starting to recognize the importance of building a diverse community because our community is diverse. You know, our buyers and sellers, they are coming from diverse backgrounds, especially I think younger generation, Generation Z and also millennials. They really care about the social issues that brands represent. And this doesn't mean big brands. This is also mom and pop shops as well. They want to work with businesses that are socially conscious. And that's important for me because I am part of that BIPOC community. I am an immigrant. I immigrated to the States in the mid-90s. I unfortunately have had that experience of being discriminated simply because I was not from the States. I'm Asian and things like that. So for me, now in a position in terms of education, it's really important for me that I can do something about it. And one of the things that really upset me seeing other training school is that they use diversity and inclusivity as marketing tactic. 
And I think that is actually very offensive to someone like me. So those are some of the things that we can do to change that. Originally, this episode was going to be published last year at year end. We did a live recording, but unfortunately, something went wrong with the file. So this is why I'm re-recording now in the new year. But one of the things is I had opened up the forum for people to submit questions in advance. And someone asked about, hi, Cindy, how can I find clients for my staging business? I feel like this question comes up all the time. Every time we do a live Q&A, essentially this question always come up. How do I find more clients? I think the thing is, especially now, we're mid-January now. One of the things I really encourage you to work on, whether the business is slow or you're getting busy already, is to really review your marketing. A couple of days ago, I published on Instagram six different areas you need to review within your marketing plan. And within those, each step, for example, like your website, there are following bullet points to help you audit your current marketing strategies and things like that. I encourage you to take a look at that. I will link that in our show notes as well so you can take a look. But I think it's really important to have a very clear idea in terms of who your ideal staging clients are. You can't really do the marketing without having an idea who your ideal staging clients are. Once you figure out who those people are, it's much easier to attract them because you're going to know where they hang out, what they're looking for, what their pain points and things like that. So it's really important to be clear in terms of who your ideal staging clients are. So that's step one. Step two is you need to test and be prepared with your strategies and consistently executing your strategy is going to be your key to build a successful home staging clientele. It's really important to start figuring out your marketing for the entire year, if not this quarter, right? Quarter one. Because one of the things with your marketing plan is that you need to be able to rinse and repeat and create consistent action around it. So first of all, who are your ideal staging client? You really need to understand that. If you're just starting out in your home staging business, you're not really clear about who those people are, that's totally fine. So right now, what you need to do is to build market awareness. Depending on where you are in your staging business journey, the way you're going to market yourself is different. So in the very beginning, it's about building the market share. Like you want to be able to help people find you very quickly. So whether it's through Google or they ask around their office, your name comes up within the top three stages that people refer you. So one of the things you do is to get your name out there. And that's what you're trying to do in the beginning. You're also trying to figure out, okay, like what exactly do I like to do within the staging industry? So maybe you started out thinking that I just want to do Occupy and consultations. But I don't want to deal with any sort of vacant warehouse or inventory and things like that. But after you start working, well, you know what? Actually, I try Occupy and I try consultation. It's not really my thing. I really like vacant staging. So you don't know what you don't know when you're first starting out. And this is why you need to try everything in the very beginning. So in the beginning, you're just really trying to attract as many possible staging clients, as many possible different types of staging projects as you can. Once you start working for a while, you start to have a consistent base of staging clients. And this is when you start shifting 
the focus of your marketing. So now you're going to start focusing on developing the VIP client within your home staging business. Who are the top producing clients who are always bringing you projects? And how do I replicate those people? Your marketing focus becomes a little bit different. So you no longer focus on, oh, I'm just going to get my name out there. You're actually focusing on the experience that your client is going to have when they're working with you. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to cultivate as many VIP clients as possible and try to duplicate them. You're not trying to please everyone with your marketing. You're starting to talk to a very specific group of clients. Because at this point, you probably know who your ideal staging clients are already. You're starting to develop a niche within your staging business. And it was very clear to see that. So those are some of the things that are a little bit different versus when you're beginning and then you're starting to grow your home staging business. Once you're an established home stager, your focus becomes different. At this point of your staging business, you really need to think company growth and how can I scale my staging business. So maybe the clientele is going to be different now that you've nailed your niche. What can we do to expand the business? Because at this point, you are bigger than when you're first starting out. So whatever the beginner stagers are doing is no longer working for you. At this point of your business, you really need to focusing on growth and scaling your home staging business because it's becoming more and more competitive for you to stay within the marketplace. You're becoming more expensive for the starter home niche, so you're starting to price yourself out. And then also there's cheaper and newer stagers coming in who are doing really well in the starter home market. So for you, with a mature business, you need to start developing different streams of income. You really need to focus on strategies how to scale and grow in the home staging business. Your marketing focus is going to shift again because you are already mature in your local market. People already know you. You have the name and fame. So you don't really have to do a lot to market your home staging business. But at this point, you should be focusing on creating different streams of income. So we've seen... Sagers moving into luxury home staging, for example, we can do custom pieces for their clients. Or maybe it's a very comprehensive marketing experience that you're adding onto your staging service or being more one-stop shop. So we have seen people branching out in Airbnb, doing project management from beginning to finish, and even managing the Airbnb for their clients. So depending on where you are in your home staging business journey, the way you built your marketing to attract your home staging client is going to be different. I think this is the perfect time of the year to really work on your marketing. And this is why I designed the six-part workshop that we're going to start on January 17th to really walk you through every single step of marketing design for those of you who have not yet built a consistent staging clientele. So we're going to work from the foundation to things like your website. We're going to talk about free and pay options. And the other thing too, I think what's unique about this marketing series is that we're going to do the three-hour workshop the first week. And then the following week, we're going to have an office hour to follow up. So you can send in your work to get critiqued or you can work on your project further. The whole point about these marketing workshops is to make sure that you are walking away with the key assets you need to continuously building your marketing throughout the entire year. So for example, we have a workshop that is on in-person marketing. So we're focusing on presentations. So going to real estate agent offices to do your presentation, have different versions of it. 
you're going to be working on your presentation deck, introducing yourself to a real estate agent, whether that's one-on-one scenario that you're meeting them on the job site or at the networking event. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to role play as well in the workshop. So it's really designed for you to walk away with those pieces that you need. Our goal for you for each workshop is to walk away the key asset you need to build your staging business marketing. So for online marketing, for example, you're going to be creating templates for your social media marketing. You're going to create a framework for your blog posts, like how to write a case study for your home staging project that is SEO friendly. So yeah, so I think it's going to be a really great and strong marketing series. So I do hope you join me. And if you are part of the RISA Association, Real Estate Staging Association, or the EU IHOFS uh, Association, you get 20% off. So if you don't know how to book that, because we sent the associations a coupon code, but if you don't have it for some reason, feel free to DM us or email us at support at sagemore.com. We'll get that set up for you. And if you want to take it with your business partner, let us know as well. We usually offer a partner discount on workshops too. If you just want to do that one workshop, that's totally fine. If you just want to do a website workshop, we're going to be working on your website. We're going to show you the free option or the pay options. So whether you're using a free online service to create your website or using something like Squarespace, we're going to walk you through how to do that and work on the key pages you want to do. At the end of the workshop, we want you to have a draft for your website ready to go. So you can take one single workshop or two, whatever it is, a la carte. You can take the whole workshop series as a whole and then save 20% on that. When you enroll in the all six workshops, you also get a bonus. We're going to meet together again in the second quarter so that we can review your marketing plan. At the end of the workshop series, we're going to work on your marketing plan and putting it all together. So this is why I think it's great that we finished the workshop at the end of February. You got March to really test run your marketing plan. And in second quarter, we get together again so that you can get feedback, see how your marketing plan is working out, and then how can we improve upon it. All right. So that's it for this episode. I'm really grateful for you, for your listenership, and also your patience in supporting me through building the school. I know it's a little bit different. I'm trying to do things a little bit differently and always experimenting as well. So I'm really grateful for your patience as I build the school and coming along for the journey too. All right. Happy New Year and I'll talk to you soon. 